hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. And today I want to talk to you about grieving like nobody else. This is a tough topic in the sense that everybody grieves different. So how do I, as a therapist, teach the grief process when it's different for everybody? And there's some things about grief that uh, you know we can outline, uh, bring insight to, so that people can effectively grieve in their own unique way. And today I want to bring that to you. So there's two parts I want to outline here. Number one, there's the loss of the dead. When something or somebody passes away, usually when I say something, we're talking about expectations, right? Uh, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you feel it coming to an end and then it does, it ends. And all of a sudden there you are left with uh, this dead expectation. The idea in your mind that maybe, just maybe, this was going to be a, a, a long-term, lifelong relationship. And now it's gone. Or it could be a dream you have. You know, I, I, I give you a quick example. I, you know, I when I was a kid, I thought for sure I was going to be an athlete for, my, for the rest of my life. Uh, baseball player, right? I mean, that was ultimately where it landed. Uh, you know, I wanted to play some baseball. <clears throat> and there came a time where that dream came to an end. And that expectation died. The, those kinds of deaths are different, but they, we tend to grieve them similarly to the loss of somebody who passes away, let's say. Um and so I, I wanted to, I wanted to highlight that. But then there's the loss, the second part. There's the loss of the living. But what does that mean? Uh, the you know so I, I used that baseball example when it came to a loss of expectation. But I was still capable of playing when it ended. Like I could still play. I did a, a few different tryouts uh, with, uh, you know, we, we had a Padres tryout. A couple of national scouts came through. And and every time I went to a tryout, I made it to the afternoon. For those of you who have ever played baseball and done a tryout, you know, that means that you're not a crappy player. You're a decent player. Um, you know, if you stick around long enough, there's a chance somebody's going to pick you up. Um, no guarantees or anything, but you're you're not a bad player. So I could still play, but that dream, the dream was time for me to move on. So I had to live with the knowledge that I could still do, but I had to switch my expectation. I, I had to give that dream up in order to replace it with something else. That's the loss of the living. That dream is still out there. It's just no longer for me. Hmm. It also could be, uh, like I used the relationship example, right? Uh, it could be knowing that they're out there. 
and that it was real love and it just wasn't working for whatever reason. Like there's so many variables in relationships. Maybe the commitment wasn't there. Maybe the maturity wasn't there. Maybe the, I mean, you, you could point at a bazillion things as to why we would lose the living. Uh, it could be a, a best friend in high school, let's say, and they are no longer available to you, but you know, they're out there in the world somewhere. And that maybe, just maybe, it could be revived, right? The loss of the living. Now, the, there's the loss of the dead. Those are the ones that, that are just over. And the, and the loss of the living, which are the ones where we still inside have these uh, emotions and thoughts about, but we have chosen or life has thrown some things at us. And because of that, we are moving forward in a different direction. Now, that's a big deal. Yeah, I told you I want, I want you to learn how to grieve like nobody else. So when we look at death or ending, we're going to cover death real quick because this is probably the easier of the two in the sense that it can't come back. There is, there is no, like, it just, it, it, it's not coming back. It's gone. Indefinitely, it's gone. The death of the living or the ending of something, like the end of a chapter, let's say, is, is difficult because we have to uh, bury the expectation or the dream, but we can't get rid of the memories. Well, the same is true when we bury the dead, right? We, we can't get rid of the memories. So in that way, they're very, very similar. And that's an important uh, you know, angle to take because what do we do with those memories? This is, this. I'm telling you right now, this is why it is so unbelievably critical for us to say goodbyes in a healthy way. It's not just for them, although it's for them too. It's for us. When we don't say goodbye in a healthy way, I can tell you, I've worked with thousands and thousands of people who have gone through the grieving process. I'm sure it's definitely, it's definitely over a thousand, probably multiple thousands, right? And one of the common features for people who are struggling the hardest is the idea of they didn't get to say goodbye or the last time that they said goodbye, they didn't do it in the best way. And you have this unresolved emotion and thought that we struggle to reconcile. Now, can it be reconciled? Absolutely, it can, right? Um, but it is extremely difficult to reconcile it uh, depending on our view of death or the loss of expectation, right? Some people uh, will we'll go with uh, you know, the, the, the loss of a life. Some people believe that that's just the end. Well, the grief process is one of two ways when people that, you know, when people believe that they're like, well, it happens to everybody moving on. Okay. Well, that seems kind of crass. And in a relational design, which we are in a relational design, it seems 
uh, on the outside, it looks heartless, like unfeeling. Well, other people have the idea that their spirit goes on, right? Maybe they're reborn, uh, like you might see in a, 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 a Buddhist colony, right? A group of Buddhists. Um, you, you also like in the, in the Christian perspective, uh, you would say their spirit moves on to the next part, which is heaven. And so you have all these different philosophies or religions or belief systems, right? And those can complicate things or simplify things depending on, on, on what your belief system is. Now, that's an important caveat. I'm not going to get in here to preach to you today. I can tell you that if you haven't spent much time thinking about what is uh, after death, you probably ought to do that, okay? And if you, um, uh, if you need some guidance there, I would say ask your parents, ask your friends, ask your loved ones, ask your... I mean, just talk to people about it. The The worst thing that I've encountered is people who are afraid to discuss what death is about because the fear of, of it could stall them out and make them do it alone, which frankly goes against our design, our human nature, which is to be in relationships with others. So there you go. A little caveat there. But uh, today I want to talk to you about how to grieve like nobody else. So I'm going to give you a short little to-do list, knowing that this background that we just talked about, I'm going to give you a short little to-do list that is consistently showing up in, in the therapeutic world. And if you, if you do some of these things, um, I can tell you for sure you're going to find some relief. Is it going to be perfect? No. Are you going to have to learn a lot of stuff about yourself? Absolutely. But here's some guidance uh, from what we do in the therapeutic world. Number one, this is so important, so unbelievably critical to your success in grieving. And it's often the one that is neglected the most based on all, all of my uh, research and experience. I'm telling you, this is, this is so often the one neglected. And especially here in the United States, we see this as a huge problem. Grief starts before the person or the relationship or the expectation is gone. It starts before that. It starts in appreciating it as fully as possible. I'll give you an example there. Uh, when my, my young, my, my, uh, my daughter, one of my, my kids uh, leaves the room. I love this. This is so incredibly cool. She'll say, I love you. Every time she leaves the room, she goes, she's going upstairs or she's, you know, she just says, I love you. And we have this, it's almost like a little banter thing. And I say, I love you more. She knows that that means I love you more than anything in the world, more than a house, more than a car, 
more than anything in the world because I put people up on a pedestal above all things. And it's it's my way of saying our relationship is amazing and you're you're very important to me. And sometimes she'll throw out, no, you don't. And it's kind of funny, whatever. Um, but uh the 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 cool thing there is that's a very unique goodbye. It's one that should something ever occur between that moment and my my ending my my daughter will have that now not everybody has the same things there's other people uh you know like if you're uh, dating somebody you might kiss them and look them in the eyes and say i love you okay there's there's uh, a friendly love you maybe you're going to give them a hug before you leave right there's family love uh, you know, there's there's all different kinds of love. And we've talked about that in the past. But at the end of the day, you have to appreciate what is in order to more easily grieve what's gone. It sounds crazy, but it, I'm telling you, if you do that, it will help the grief process. Not make it easy but it'll make it easier. And it's grieving like nobody does, right? Not nobody, but let's be real. A lot of people, they don't say goodbye to relationships or goodbye to uh, you know their expectations in good, healthy ways, right? They want to bury them and forget, but you can't do that. So then the memories haunt you. So we, which leads us to number two, acknowledge the loss for what it is. Acknowledge the emotion, acknowledge the thought and acknowledge the connections that it created, whether that's an expectation or a person, a personal relationship. Acknowledge the loss for what it is. They had this impact on my life. It's okay to acknowledge the negative and the positive. Matter of fact, you probably ought to early on in the grief process. That's been my experience working with folks anyway. Acknowledge the good and the challenges. But then, number three, learn how to remember in healthy ways. So we acknowledge the loss for what it is, the emotions, the thoughts, the connection. But then learn how to remember in healthy ways. This doesn't mean that you can't remember some of the hard things that that expectation or those people or that person brought to your life. You absolutely can. But please, please remember in healthy ways. In other words, if you dwell on only the good, if you dwell on only the bad, it's going to be really, really hard for the memories to not haunt you, okay? Which leads to number four, find ways to bring the gifts of that expectation or the gifts of that relationship to the here and now. And learn how 
to let go of the negative. Now, this is a tougher one, but understand, uh, I told you earlier, I, I, uh, I had this expectation that I, maybe one day I'd be a, a major league baseball player. It was, you know, when I was in the 80s, because I'm older now, uh, I, I, I thought, you know what, I'll get there. And then I happened to be at my pinnacle during the steroid era, and I wasn't doing steroids. So that definitely inhibited my, my chances uh, because I wasn't about to do that. And at the end of the day, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be, it just didn't, it didn't happen. And that's okay. Uh, but how do I bring those memories, the, the gifts of that experience, like the memories of the smell of the dirt and the grass and the leather glove and the smacking of it and the, and the, uh, you know, the, the sound of a bat and a ball. Like, how do I bring that into today? I can tell you initially, I couldn't be around the game for a while. Not because I didn't want to, not because I didn't love it, but because I needed some space from it to figure out how I could bring my love and passion for this awesome sport forward in a healthy way. And so I distanced myself. And from what I hear, there's a lot of baseball players when they're in the grief process who do that. But I never really stopped loving the game. It just didn't happen. Uh, I went to listening to it on on the radio for the longest time. Uh, I know that's archaic now. You you listen on a, uh, a radio, but it, whatever. I mean, it worked for me because I got to love the game and I got to use, uh, you know, my, my, uh, my emotions in, in a good, healthy manner. I could imagine in my mind what it might have looked like. And for me, that was a healthier version of bringing that forward. You've got to find a way to also let go of what was. The, the way I did that is I replaced that dream with, for me, what ended up being a bigger dream, right? Now, some might argue that, look, I mean, our, our childhood dreams are the biggest ones that we'll ever have, but I don't know that that's true. I think they shift, right? So for me, I knew all along I wanted to have my own family. I had a, a, a broken family situation as a child, and I wanted to have a healthy solid family. And so I took that time, energy, and resources I was putting into a game that I loved. I truly loved. And I said, I'm going to reallocate that time, energy, and resource so that I can you know, work on me and work on my family. Make me stronger, make my family stronger, make me stronger. And the more, the more and more that I did that, the more I realized that I chose the right dream for me. Now, that's not always the case. Sometimes we get, we walk away from something before we are really ready to let it go. And then the grief process is a little bit harder in those situations. That's a fact. That's just the way it is. I mean, maybe I walked away from the game slightly sooner because it took me a little while to grieve that particular dream. But if you're going to dream like nobody else, you really got to learn how to unpack and leave behind, not the memories of it, but 
the expectations of it. And if you want more guidance on that, do me a favor. I've got the, uh, the there's this backpack series I did. It details it all out. Just go listen to that. It's, uh, it, you know, it, it'll give you a lot better information on that particular part of the process. But if you do these things, I'm telling you, it's specifically number one, the, the idea that uh, grief starts before it's over, meaning you learn how to say, I love you. I love you. I love you. I appreciate, I have gratitude for the opportunity and really taking in what's happening in front of us here and now in relationships and expectations in careers and saying like, I is with all the difficulties that come up, I really appreciate it anyway. And the more we do that and these other three, these three other things. So these four things total, I think the better you're going to grieve and the more you're going to grieve like nobody else does. I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. Please like, subscribe, follow all of those things. Share this with all your friends who need this. Look, I know grief is a tough topic. Sometimes it's easier to hear it from str some stranger over, you know, a podcast than it would be to hear it from, you know, somebody in, you know, that, that you're close to. Just forward it to them. Let them see it and then have the conversation. I appreciate your time and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy dash perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.